Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Tom Bernard Show with. Dave Schrader. L.A. Nick. On time, J.B. this hour. Melissa Kirk. Andy Brant Bernard. Cassie Schrader. And Turtle Dove's on her way to pick up the Thanksgiving food. Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get nothing. Get zippity doo I got bird food and, and stuff for the horses. <laughs> hey, there's always Hardy's. and apples. Is Hardy still out in Elk River? <laughs> no. Nope. Damn it. Maybe you should go hang out with uh, JB and uh, Philip. He'll tell you what a dumb MF <laughs> you are, too. I think I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> we will be right back. Hour two coming up. Tom Bernard Show. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing. I, you, know, you know, you understand a lot more about this than I do. Well, of course. I know you're not an automotive mechanic. So let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at DougAtWalzer.com, and he goes, Hey, I bought a 2005, and I think it was a Honda Accord, back in 2014, having some problems with the engine. Uh, do I have any coverage? So I called the Honda store. We looked it up, and sure enough, the card qualified for a lifetime powertrain warranty. So it had to be under 60,000 miles at the time of purchase, a uh, non-highline vehicle. And they covered the engine repair. Think about what that means. That's a 13-year-old car, and the guy got his engine replaced. It doesn't cover every single thing on the car, but all the, it's like major medical coverage. So the engine goes bad, transmission, four-wheel drive system. You're covered as long as you own the car, as long as you maintain it to factory standards. It's pretty cool. It actually is really cool. Well, I mean, it's a lot cooler than you or me. Well, it is really cool, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, 15-year-old car. And that's why I buy all my cars, and my family buys all their cars from Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com, because of warranty for life. And you like working with me, too, right, Tommy? Tommy? Tom? I, I don't think he's there. <laughs> That's really nice. Very professionally <laughs> delivered from Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people 
who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, or whatever the song is. Something like that, I know that. Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. We have two special guests. Michael Bryant, are you on the horn? I am. Are we getting charged for this call? <laughs> no. But I, I, but I knew it with everybody talking, uh, Nick must be back in studio. Oh, there you go. Um, do you do you want to spend some time? Because we, we do you want to do you want to have the entire second segment, or you just did you just call in to annoy me? No, I just called to say happy uh, Thanksgiving and glad you were able to carry all of Cumulus on your back today. So you heard that, huh? Yeah, I did. Unbelievable. Well, I heard it when you said it on the radio earlier. So I've heard it twice now. Honest oh. to God, it's true. Everybody's got the day off in the company except for the KQ Morning Show. Of course, it's a, a four-day weekend. Everybody's got it's a five-day weekend. Uh, well, why did all the other morning shows get the time off and we didn't? Because they're not as missed as you are. Oh, that's, yes, that's it. Like Nick said, you got to pay the bills. You gotta <laughs> yeah, they got to the the get paid. Michael, are you coming to – no, can you call back in because I want to talk to you about going to, going to Key West with me. Okay. I'll call back uh, later on. Like 15 minutes. I'll call back in 15. Okay. Thank, thank you, sir. See Michael you, Bryan, Mike. Brad, John Bryant, ladies and gentlemen. David Petrusa, how you doing, David? Doing good. We're having a big day around here, David, because I work for, I do a morning show as well for Cumulus Broadcasting, and it was a national holiday for Cumulus for everybody except for my morning show. That's nice, huh? <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. But tomorrow is Thanksgiving. We're looking forward to you it. You got tomorrow off? <laughs> yes, I do, David. Thank you. Uh, there's a there, there's a coincidence here, David, and I love that about life. I mean, it's not overwhelming, but by coincidence, uh, because uh, we're talking to David uh, Petrusa about his book, TR's Last War, Theodore Roosevelt, The Great War and a Journey of Triumph and Tragedy. Uh, I brought up a story this morning out of nowhere, which is kind of weird, but Lawrence Welk who had a very popular TV show back in the day, the Lawrence Welk Hour, the Champagne Music, and all the rest of it. It was even watched in my family. Oh, yeah, everybody watched Lawrence Welk. But you know who I'm talking about, David, Lawrence Welk? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, he is reading the teleprompter one time, and this is a true story because I've seen the video. Uh, He's introducing uh, music from a bygone era, and this was probably in the late 50s. So it's from a bygone era of you know, pre- 40 years ago, whatever. Uh, and he said on national television, and now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, some magnificent music from days gone by as the Lawrence Welk Show salutes World War I. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, World War I, no, that's the Roman numeral one, but <laughs> other than that, Lawrence. TR's Last War, Theodore Roosevelt, The Great War and a Journey of Triumph and Tragedy by David Petruza. It's a riveting new account of Theodore Roosevelt's impassioned crusade for military preparedness as America fitfully stumbles into World War I. You know what's interesting? For the first time in my life, David, and I don't know why this is, but I tune to some channels, news channels, and they're actually criticizing Theodore Roosevelt, and I'd never heard him criticized before. Why all of a sudden was Theodore Roosevelt not that great a guy? Do you know about this? I haven't picked up on that, but uh, when you analyze his actions, particularly in the in the period of this book, uh, he his warmongering really comes out. Oh, okay. And I think we've become warier of war and conflicts, uh, mercifully. And T.R., going back into the 1880s, 1890s, really wants America to get into wars, and he really doesn't care who we fight. It's, it may be Spain. It turns out to be Spain, but it could be Germany over Samoa mm-hmm. or England over Venezuela, and then we could seize Canada. And he wants to go into World War One and fight and actually die and explains when he's turned down on that personally by Woodrow Wilson, who was president then, uh, that, gee, all I wanted was permission to go over to France and die. And the person he's telling this to uh, rejoins, uh, but did you make that perfectly clear to President Wilson? (laughs) They did not get along. No, (laughs) yeah, they did not get along as... You know, I I sometimes wonder, David, between now and a hundred years ago, uh, how how life has changed. uh, Because you you talk in in TR's Last War about, uh, um, you know, well, Theodore Roosevelt, uh, Woodrow Wilson, the rousing advocacy of a masculine, pro-allied Americanism. That would not fly at all today, now, would it? I mean, as an example... Idris Elba was named the sexiest man alive by People magazine. And they put his picture on the cover. He's a handsome uh, black man. And uh, we'll get to another part of that. That Another part of that comes up. But he's very handsome. He's the nicest guy in the world. I've interviewed him several times. A really good guy. Really smart guy. A great family man. But uh, People magazine was criticized for putting his picture on the front cover of Sexiest Man Alive. You know why they criticize People, David? No, 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 no. He's too masculine. <laughs> That's a Holy true story. Cow. That's a true story. They criticized him because he's too masculine. Okay. Well, I kept Roosevelt submitting myself, but they wouldn't the take it. strenuous life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, it's and just, that involves masculinity in many, in many, many ways. It does. There's no question about that. Also, I should mention, this is just to decide, David, because I don't take this stuff personally. But I referred to Idris Elba because I, I know his work, but I didn't know he was British. I had no idea he was from England, and I referred to him as African-American, and people said I was racist because I called him that. Oh, <laughs> well, like, okay. God forbid anyone make an honest mistake anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, that's for, I, for sure. I, I, I know this has been bothering you, and I have the answer. He is Afropean. Afropean? That's the term. <laughs> they don't say Afropean. Yes, they do. Afropean. Uh, that is the Afropean. Word. Mm-hmm. That's a well, terrible word. African European. 
Afro pen. David, look at all the stuff that I'm learning today. It's just absolutely magnificent. I'm learning a lot, too. I, um, I learned it from City Pages. Oh, okay, who, yeah. Who they're, had, they're, no, yeah. they had an ad for two British women band, and they said this funk Afro pen group. Funk Afro pen. Okay. It's like, okay. Yeah, whatever works, man. Mm-hmm. David, when I was a kid growing up, uh, going to school, Theodore Roosevelt, and you know, they're, they're, he's got his park out there, just not that far from here, out in North Dakota, and the whole shooting match there. But Teddy Roosevelt was always a very, very important guy uh, when I was going to school. He was kind of, at least I got the impression, he was the epitome of being uh, the, what a president should be. He'd been very active. The presidents before him, between up to uh, between him and Lincoln. Uh, were sort of, well, not quite caretakers, but they deferred to Congress. Right. And he made the statement at one point that if, uh, you know, if the Constitution didn't say I couldn't do it, well, I, I could. Uh, and so he seizes uh, the Panamanian Canal tract of land and says, I, I took Panama and let the Congress debate, sends the fleet around the world, the great white fleet builds up uh, our military that way bust the trusts, and is just larger than life. I, I make the point a lot now that he's not just the most interesting president, he's, he, he's maybe the most interesting American. His, his personality is just kaleidoscopic. Was it because, you know, he was, he was ill as a child, right? He, he, he kind of a, a tough childhood because he was always ill. Is that not correct? I, I think that's a very important point. It is, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and he has a lot. I think he has a lot to prove, and yep. he, he proves it in a lot of ways. Uh, and his life is sort of bookended because he spends the last year of his life very, very sick. Uh, and but and because he's been this great Theodore Roosevelt towering figure, people don't even notice the fact that he spends the last two and a half months of his life in the hospital. They think he can go on and be elected president in 1920, and he probably could have. You know, it's so amazing to me, David, because nowadays they would say, oh, that's, you know, blah, blah, blah. In my mind, because he did suffer a childhood of, you know, some physical weakness and not ever feeling all that well, I think you get a pass on if you want to be overly masculine once you become a man, unless you're harming other people in great ways, it's okay to be overly masculine. You've been on both sides of it. I think you have the right, if, if, you, if you would feel better that you're contributing by being uh, what, he, what he thought was a manly man and, and masculine, I have no problem with that at all. No, and uh, he's not a, you know, he goes around saying bully a lot. Bully. But he's, he's also a great Victorian gentleman and has a certain noblesse oblige to him. And, and a great deal of, of, of the 19th century manners and, and politeness. Uh, so it, it doesn't have to be all one way or the other, or because you're some macho guy, you're some sort of, of bullying meathead. And that's, you know. But he is very aggressive in politics and very aggressive in taking arguments to his political opponents. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I would like to carry my life forward still admiring Theodore Roosevelt, the things that he did. Uh, yeah, I understand he was a little... Look, I, you know, some people accuse me of being a little over the top. Uh, I'm not saying I'm a manly man or anything like that. That's not what I mean. But 
Look, I, I love women. I was raised by women. I adored my mother, my wife, my daughter, my sisters, all the rest of it. But I like being a guy, David. I, I really do. You know, it's there's well, so another, did Theodore Roosevelt, yeah. and uh, he liked women too. I mean, he wasn't a womanizer, mm-hmm. but he had uh, six children, so something was was going on there. <laughs> and, and he was a very big advocate of of, uh, of large families. Yeah, uh, at the time, yes. Can, can we ever have somebody like Theodore Roosevelt again, or will the, the people on the edges, on the fringes of politics, just have too big a fit? Well, when we see the when we see the say the last two presidents and how mm-hmm. different they have been and how groundbreaking right. they have been, you know, I I, it, I would never say never. But each president is unique, so each each one is going to be different. So when people say, "Oh, can you compare Trump to this one or that one?" Well, no, each one each one is is unique. But you know, the pendulum swings a lot as it did with the yeah. last two presidents. And yeah. so if you get some fellow uh, uh, who is not Theodore Roosevelt-like, well, then the next guy might be very much like a rough rider, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I would think that's probably true. By the way, David, is there a lot of pressure on you? Because I just looked uh, at a paragraph here in your bio. David Petruza praised as, quote, one of the best historians in the United States. There's a little pressure there, David. Well, well, you want to uh, you want to keep up a certain standard. But even if you're the worst historian in the, in the United States, you 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 want each paragraph and each sentence to sing, and you want to get it right and not just uh, throw words on a page. You want them to be accurate and you want them to be interesting. Well, I tell you what, critics compare you to some pretty important, wonderful people. Said you have a, you have a great life going, David H. L. Mencken. I mean, Eric Larson. <laughs> you My know, they're, they're Thanksgiving is tomorrow, and yes. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. I like it, David. I, I we do we not teach history in our schools any longer? That's what I'm hearing. That we don't teach true history of the United States any longer. Is that true? I think we're we're so bound up in rectifying the wrongs of the past we don't talk about the great men or women of the of the past yeah, particularly yeah. the great men of the past now right uh and 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 what this country or western civilization has achieved which is a lot uh, a lot we have come so far uh even in my lifetime of the creature comforts which are afforded to the, the humblest families now which kings did not have a hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah. Central heating for a king, you know, you know, Kaiser <laughs> Wilhelm would have probably killed for that. That's probably true. <laughs> Think how drafty Buckingham Palace was in like you know 2018. That probably is or true. in 1918. I, David, I, I talk quite often on the morning show and on this show about the fact that I've gone through my life. And I look back and try to try to find a president that I really, really liked. And I got to George Washington and found nothing but flaws <laughs> all the way back. So I, I don't know, David, is this a fair statement that anybody who wants to be president might not be my kind of guy? Well, occasionally I've been asked to do these surveys on ranking the presidents. It's a uh-huh. very difficult thing, and I'm not sure, sure if it's a wise thing to right. do. Right. But uh, looking it over and thinking about it, I've come to the conclusion that 75% of our presidents are below average. Yeah, there you go. See, David... Think about think about that. Do I the know. math. 
It's not it's good. It's sort of a Yogi Berra sort of saying, but it's true. <laughs> I like that. It's kind of a Yogi Berra thing. But. So what does that say when you were always told as a kid, you want to be president, you want to be president, you want to be yeah, president? Yeah, Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, they probably don't say not that anymore. anymore. <laughs> they probably don't say that well, anymore. So much of uh, so much of your private life is no longer private. Yeah. And yeah. With Nobody's Twitter saying they want to be president and, now. All the insults that go on, you know, even even a lower level political office. Who wants to go into that? You know, the in the communities in the past, it used to be the the lawyers and the doctors and and the merchants who would go into serve on the common councils and the state uh, legislatures and and you know, our more prominent people don't want to get involved in that anymore. And that's a, that's a loss for our society. And a lot of people so have... you get these, uh, these people who can't do anything else in many cases. And a lot of people have too many skeletons in the closet to, to do it because they're going to pull it all out. Probably so People will worry just about that one skeleton. Right, right. You so know, they're not going to do it, it anyway. That's why no. I already tell everybody everything I ever did wrong on the show so they can't <laughs> do that to me. TR's Last War Theater, Roosevelt the Great War and a Journey of Triumph and Tragedy. Thank you for teaching us history, David. I, I hope there are many more like you, because I love history, and it seems to be, I don't know how that's possible, but it seems to be disappearing. Well, there's there's always another day to, to revive something. David, you and, just... And I'm working on it. You sounded just like my mother when you went, well... <laughs> 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 Thank you, sir. Great talking to you. Thank you. Have a good day. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom with an update on my successful weight loss journey. I'm down 92.5 pounds, and I have the Sheehy Brothers and staff at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth to thank. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. This is a program, literally, it's a program that anyone can do, and you'll have great success just like me because it is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will be there for you every step of the way. Nutramost just wants everybody to live their healthiest life, so they're offering an early bird Black Friday sale for a very limited time. You, your family, and friends can receive 25 to 35% off the cost of a Nutramost program, and Nutramost will guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Health savings accounts are welcome, by the way. To schedule an appointment, call 763-333-7337, 763-333-7337. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. 
for Monday yet. What are you doing over there? It's not Cyber Monday well, I was Monday listening yet. to a commercial with the edit, and then the other commercial was playing, so I thought mm. it was still going. She was looking for deals coming up on Friday. Learn how to do four jobs at once or get out. Yes, get out, damn it. I already did mine. You My did shopping. your job? Oh, you already did your shopping? Yep, so we stayed I. up I until 2 a.m. last night so I could get early access Friday deals mm. at Target. Whose nose is breathing on their microphone again? It's not me. I held my breath. I've been doing this because I hear it too. No, I held my breath. I know it wasn't yeah, me. I was, not, I I was doing you. this. It's usually me, but it's not me it. this time. You're a disaster. It's not me this time. I've been pushing my mic like this. <laughs> oh, it was Michael Bryant on hold. That's it might, it was. It might be Michael Bryant. He's Michael, was it you? No, he's not. Uh, he's not. He's muted. No. Why is he muted? Because we haven't put him on yet. Oh, we're going to take a break first? No, we just took a what break. What is the thought, What are we doing? Why would he be muted if we're back from break? Because we haven't answered the phone yet. Oh, my God. Just whatever. <laughs> Mike Bryant's on. Hi, Michael. Unmuted, so, Michael. He, he knew I was going to rant and rave. What are you ranting no. and raving about? <laughs> no, that's why I was at all. You were ranting and raving. I could tell. Mm-hmm. It's all true. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so basically you're going to have the whole family home for Thanksgiving? We are. Yep, the, got the oldest from St. Olaf last night. That's phenomenal. So your your family's far too nice for you. Oh, yeah. That, well, you know you know how that is. They got the short end <laughs> of the stick. By half. Oh, what do you mean I know how that is? Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, it's true. I do know how that is. So you're right about that. So I got, you know, I finally think it's not locked in yet, but I think it is locked. Well, we announced it, so it has to be locked in. But I finally got the KQ Warning Show to go down to Key West in February. Sprinthal's already going. Bilski's going. All these people are going, you aren't going to duck out on this one, Buster. Well, I got I got contacted by Pat last night, so yeah, I, I'm well aware of what's going on, Pat. and the, and they're working on it. Yeah, it's Pat, my your sales, sales guy from oh, KQ. I didn't, I didn't know Pat yeah. was your sales guy. I had no idea. Oh yeah, yep. So so we're in the works. Here's and what so, I like. Um, Here's what so, I absolutely love. Everybody who's my <laughs> friend, Pat becomes the salesperson. It's it's Walzer, it's Bradshaw Bryant, it's it's called Mike free, it's Bilsky. called free money. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I, Jesus, I do all the work and he collects the commission. It's free money. The hell is that? That's no fool. I gotta put mm-hmm. up with you three hun yucks. Yep. Wait a minute. Well, no, I think I, I'm. I think Ray Bell is Dan Chesky though. I think Ray Bell does that one. No, maybe. Money yeah, for maybe. nothing and six for free. And six for free. I love that song. That's yeah, a good song. We're the only station in America that still plays the whole song, by the way. Because everybody song. dropped the F bomb yeah. out of the song. And not that F bomb, the other, the, the gay F bomb. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. 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 They all dropped it from the song. But it's like, yeah, yet they'll play um, ACDC where they don't drop the N word out of the song. Yeah, they don't. Right. Right. That's kind of an interesting uh, aspect. I don't but then you'll no, hear Tom well, Petty, and instead of roll another joint, you get that roll another. Right? No, the <laughs> one that gets me, the one that gets me, is they all play, they all play White Snake Slide It In. Are they and all that, that song? Thing. Every it's like it's every phrase is filthy. Song. It is, right, but that's totally innuendo. Slide it in right to the top. I don't want to hear about your sex life. <laughs> innuendo? I didn't know you were Italian. Thank you, <laughs> hey, thank you everybody. <laughs> 
my God. Uh, in any case, Michael Bryant. So you're having your family mm-hmm. over. You're having a nice Thanksgiving. You you might be that's the so, plan. So you might be coming to to what to Key West. Well, here's what I can tell you. It's on my calendar. We put it on my calendar today, and we're in negotiation. So uh, that's what I can that, that's what I can disclose at this point. So. I I just think with you, Sprinthal, Ralph Basham, Mike Bilski, get Chesky down there. We get everybody down there. Have you ever been to Key West, Michael? Yes, I have. Yep. I just I went, went on it with the lawyers thing a couple of years ago. But I got to believe with those guys, it'll be even better. Yeah, well, God, I'm telling you. It, it, like I said, the ghost tour and the Ernest Hemingway tour and the beaches and the the sunset uh, key, the sun, oh, it's, the whole thing. It's going to be a great trip. But what I'm trying to do, and since you're a high-powered lawyer, you could probably get this done for me. <laughs> You notice how he didn't say, oh, I'm not that high power. <laughs> of course not. He just went along no, with I, it. I like, want to hear what you asked me, asked me to do before I decide <laughs> how much power I got. Uh, high-powered Michael Bryan. No, don't you think it would be phenomenal if we announced that we had chartered an airplane or two to go down to Key West nonstop? Because you cannot get to Key West from here nonstop. Nope. It would be phenomenal wow. to put that thing out there like that. I you, think that would be You might fantastic. want to check. It might not be that ridiculous of a price. Charter I don't flights, think it is. Charter flights aren't crazy anymore. No, they're not. And I think, so, what do you think of that, Michael? Well, I, I, I'm getting offered as part of this deal four flights down there. So is this like on some puddle jumper or what? <laughs> no. They're going to fly you into Miami or West Palm and then fly you down to Key West. I'm going to have to drop little bags of cocaine off halfway down. <laughs> yeah, but, but you will see Cassie and I out there winding the rubber band for the propellers yeah, for you. Exactly. <laughs> Honest to God, Michael, I got for two and a half hours after I got home last night, I was answering calls about Key West. People are so jacked about this trip. Nice. It's unbelievable. Well, 10 yeah. years I've been working on it. 10. Why are you holding up Doug's face like that? <laughs> that's to prove it's not me. It's not me. I held my breath. I don't know who it is. One of you lunger well, bastards. That's to prove that it's not me. Either. Remember that from Tombstone? <laughs> yeah, lunger. Yeah, that, was, that was a great okay. movie. I loved it. We were just yeah. talking about history. And when I think history, I also think geography. I'm going to flunk here. Where are the hell are the keys? I know it's in Florida. The south. Well, you can see you can see Cuba from it's Key West. It's 90 miles. Yep, right across. From right by south. Texas yep. and Canada border. It's 90. The <laughs> keys are kind of wedged in there. right there, kind of wedged From the in. tip of Key West to Cuba is exactly 90 miles. It, it is. So if, it's on the front. No, it's not. You know where you've been at Fort Myers. Here, I'll yes. show you a picture. It's directly south, based well, maybe a little well, east no, of, of Fort Myers. On the bottom round half, it's down there. But it's but it's, it's actually in the Gulf. Part oh, of it's okay. in the Gulf, and part of it's in the ocean. This segment of Compelling Radio brought to you by Brad Sean Bryant. <laughs> hey, listen. All I know is it finally, it finally worked mm. out. That's all I'm saying. So that's cool. I see. I did not know that 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 once. I bring either bring a friend into advertise or become friends with the advertiser. Then That's Pat all of a sudden gets the account. What the hell is that? Mm-hmm. But I, this confirms that like uh, majority of your friends have to pay to hang around with you. 
exactly. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Starting to make sense. Vegas, <laughs> now Key West. One way or another. Your friends have to pay to hang around with you. You had to buy his house. I had to buy his yeah. house. Listen, hey, wait a second. Let's be honest, Mike. I did pick up the tab the other day for it's like $60. So you know what I'm saying. <laughs> God. I have the worst friends of anybody alive. I, really, I have horrible friends. I don't have any friends. So. You actually paid for that bowl. You actually paid for that bowl of soup I got at the end. That pus you were eating. It looked like he was eating a bowl of pus. Michael, Michael did pay the tab last time we went to dinner, though. Michael, yeah, he's. We have great dinner. Well, that, that's true. I pay the tab on those too. So, boy, it's just See, great. Last time I saw Michael, he just asked me not to make direct eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> my my, payment, uh, my payment to you is to get yelled at for an hour and a half by your other friend. By Phil. Right. Yeah, that's what he does. He just yell, he likes that's attacking I, black people. I don't know why that but is. That's, he he said to me on the phone yesterday. He was thinking about becoming a, an activist. Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> becoming an activist? Yes. He's 70. How active can he be? So, Michael, when are you coming up to the house? Uh, when I get invited. I haven't been invited. That's so right. as soon as I get invited, I will be there. Well, I invited you. On, mm-hmm. I thought I invited you on in a, in a text message. We're going to have to get the kids. No, I don't up. think so. I want to get Fawny right. over there to look at Alex's and Aunt, uh, Uncle Nanny's old yeah. bedroom. Come see the horses. That'd be cool. That yeah. would be great. Be up Anytime. There. Any... Mike, you live that far north? No, Mike? it's when he works. I, Who, I oh, where he it's where he yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. up there. Uh, halfway to St. Cloud. <laughs> well, wow. I I really... <laughs> well, wow. <laughs> well, I, I'm about to say why I'm saying that. He was floored by that, obviously. Well, I actually am, because he brought himself and his son to come watch this old buzzard play baseball one day. Yeah, I remember that. that. He told me. He told me he had, like, he had a ball. I thought you told me that was, was the day your car broke down and you had nothing else to do. <laughs> so, Michael, when when are you, when are you guys going to produce a new commercial? Uh, oh, for with it, yeah, there. It's whenever Tom and I get around to doing that. You know, I know you don't like Tom the, and I. I'm just, the dirt bag I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying. It's kind of Tom. It says dirt bag. <laughs> no, I told that. I told him that a long time ago. I, I don't know the dirt bag thing. Kind of. It draws attention. It does draw. I will tell you that. That's absolutely true. All right, so you, what time are you having Thanksgiving tomorrow? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's probably, <laughs> I would guess, somewhere around noon, 1 o'clock would be my guess. Pool or pond. Pond would be good for pond, you. Yeah, pond would be good for you. That would be good. No, seriously, that was really nice. Last uh, week when I was in Vegas, Michael uh sent me a note and said, hey, you want to go get uh, dim sum over at Yangtze, which is right by Andy's house over there. And so I went over there. He did not tell me, however, that you have to stand in line outside until they open because the place is closed and one minute later it's packed. And I'm not kidding you. It's one minute. The place is packed and there are people standing. How many, what, about 50 people were standing in the lobby waiting to get in? Yeah, it's for unbelievable. Sure. Yeah, well, it was Pat, when we were leaving, we had to part the waves going we did. out. To get out was nearly impossible. And then I, uh, Michael laid down a fart, so that, uh, no. <laughs> 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 that really helped things out. No, he did not. That's not true. But I'm standing outside. Now, I didn't wear a jacket because when I was a kid, I never wore a jacket. You know, sometimes I didn't have a jacket, right? 
So I didn't wear a jacket. I just get out of my car, go in the restaurant, everything's good. Nope. Well, now that you lost minutes. all that weight, you need a jacket, man. Well, you got that right. It's man. a big difference. It's a huge difference. Yeah, you need a jacket. There's no question. And Michael did send me a, a picture of Michael and me from uh, a bike thing. What a 26 mile, excuse me, 26 mile bike ride for uh, the Cure riding. Oh, for I've the seen cure. that picture on his on his Facebook page. Yeah, we both weigh about 100 pounds more than we do now. Yeah. But <laughs> it all worked out in the end, you know. Are you going to come in after Thanksgiving, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and do a couple of shows here? Absolutely. Come in, come in on a Wednesday so I can see you. Oh, he told me. Did Dave come in on Wednesday? No, I'm I'm a rogue wave. You don't know <laughs> when I show up. You are kind of a rogue. Why do people you know, call I, you? I, I know, know that's the are. day that Nick comes in. Michael, can I hire you to sue somebody for me? There's it a, depends, as long as it's not Catherine. I'm, I'm prevented from suing can, Catherine. Can you imagine me even uh, thinking about suing Catherine? That would not go over well for me, I'll tell you, you that. You would get no. a cap in here. Would be, would be, <laughs> I would not be your lawyer. You would be over right. quick. Michael said he would not be my lawyer. I can understand that completely. Yeah, you won't want to go against Catherine. Well, have a magnificent Thanksgiving, Michael. It's great. You we too. Have, have a great one. Whether it's watching you sleep in the movie theater at the Nun or <laughs> having, dim, having dim sum with you over at Yangtze, it's a great friendship, and I'm grateful for it. Thank you. Okay. Take care. See Bye. you, Mike. Thanks. Bye. Notice he didn't say he was thankful for being my friend. He just went, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Michael is about, he's off, isn't he? He's a great yep. guy. Great. I like Michael a lot. Yeah, good. I, I, I don't want to say great things about him when he's on the phone. I like Michael a lot. <laughs> he's a great he guy. He really is. Look at the people. You got Sprinthal, you got Bilski, you got Michael Bryant, you got Ralph Basham. You get on the list of people. No, Dan well, Chesky's well, a great guy. Michael's one of those people that if he doesn't have anything good to say, he won't say anything. Well, That's very true. It is. He he doesn't talk crap about anything. I'm going to get the Sheehy brothers in here, too, and do a show. The guys from Neutramos here. Neil played in the NHL for nine years. Really? What yeah. years? Do you know? Uh, No. Or what, what would you guess? He's not that old, though. Right. I would guess he's... God, do you, well, you know, JB, you know all that hockey stuff. I remember the last name Sheehy. But that but had to do, had to do with the sexual like, Who did he play for? It was the mid-90s. Um, he played for three different teams. I can't remember. Well, I don't know. I'll try to know. Neil's a great guy. Or the uh, Devils, one of the two. I think played. maybe both. Andy, we got to call Neil and find out... I'm friends with some of the old greats. Bernie Perrant. Remember Bernie Perrant? Bernie Perrant, sure. Yeah. I remember Bernie Perrant. Yeah, yeah. I talked to his son all the time. I think that's very, his very cool. His name's Bernie Perrant, too. Neil Shee, a Canadian-born yeah. American professional ice hockey player with dual citizenship, grew up in International Falls, Minnesota, that's defenseman, him. and Harvard University graduate. She signed as a free agent in 83 what? by the Calgary Flames. Wait a minute. He went to Harvard? They must let anybody in there. Now I know i got to get a hold of them. Was there any well, other it was team? on a sports scholarship. Um, <laughs> was there any know, other team true. listings on there? Uh, Calgary Hartford Flames. Whalers. Yeah. Here, Andy, would you give the call if you come on for the last segment? Um, okay. Just he is, uh, one, of, he is one of me. two NHL players who wore the number zero. The other oh, that's was right, that's right. Paul Biblu. How do you say that? Yes. Biball? Paul blah, blah, blah. That's yeah. it. Blah, kids. His older brother is former NHL and USA Olympic team member Timothy Shee. And then Dan Shee, he is I also. I remember the name now you're talking Absolutely. about. We're going to try to get a hold of him and see him come on. We'll take a break here. Be right back for the final segment before Thanksgiving. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here to tell you Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. 
priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand-new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Oh, God, I love this song. It's just a, you and I say that a lot. Oh, I love this song. I do, too. <laughs> I do love this song, though. Anything that lopes along like that. I kind of like lopey songs, I guess. Mm. Tears for fears. Tears for fears. God, last night there was a British guy on one of the... One of the I don't know, CNN, Fox, whatever it was on. I bounce back and forth a lot to hear both of them lie as much as I possibly can. And there was a British guy on there. And it was, it was just like... Oh, yeah, he's taking... What's his name? He's sitting in for... Uh, Tucker, Carlson. Tucker Carlson. That's right. Yeah, it was on Fox. I You're watched it, too. Right. Well, I guess the same thing I can't, I can't watch it. I can't either. Can't it's do like, it. He seems like a nice guy, but his voice is so annoying. We got yeah, Neil on the phone. It. Speaking of annoying, Neil, she's... <laughs> 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 Neil, we were just talking about the reason your name came up is I was, you know, it's Thanksgiving tomorrow, and I was just thanking all the supporters of the morning show and this show, and you know, we're talking about Walzer and Mike Bilski at North American Bank. Michael Bryant called in from Brad Sean Bryant, and you know, uh, Dan Chesky from Dan Southside Marine. I said, yeah, I got, I got to have the Sheehy brothers in to do the show one of these days, and then we started talking about you. And JB, who's, who's a hockey goalie, sitting down the table is like, oh, Neil Sheehy, I know. So we have to get a breakdown of your of your NHL career because JB's all whipped up about it. And talk about you going to Harvard. And talk about you going to, You went to Harvard? How the hell did that ever happen? Well, I've kept I've kept people fooled for a lot of years. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So Neil Sheehy is one of the owners, along with his brother Dan, of Nutramost. Wonderful people that I talk about every day, and you do have a great staff over there. You really do. They're they're wonderful people. Yeah, we're we feel blessed. We yeah, we we love our staff, and you know the, they they care about people, and and the, that's uh, all that really matters at the end of the day is uh, you know caring about others on especially at this time of Thanksgiving. Yeah, no question about it. Darkness Dave is with us, and he, he looked up the fact that you were deported at one point from, where was it again, Dave? Uh, Guatemala. Guatemala, he was yeah. deported. And no, you, so you grew up in International Falls, and you, know, you and Dan were talking to me about that, correct? Right. 
So how does a yes. kid how does a kid from International Falls end up at Harvard? That's pretty impressive, man. It's the coldest place in North America. <laughs> yeah, it is the cold. Falls. It is. Well, right? I, had a, I, I had a brother who played in four Minnesota State high school championship games. He, he lost in double overtime to St. Paul Johnson oh. as a freshman, and then he won three straight. But he went to Boston College. Oh. And when. And he was 12 years older than me. That was my brother, uh, Tim Sheehy. Tim, yeah. And when I came along, he, you know, Harvard had sent me a letter, and I told my my brother Tim about it, and he said, if you ever get a chance to go to Harvard, you go. Yeah, I know. And I had the chance, and uh, and I took it. So it uh, it worked out well for me. Did you get a scholarship for hockey? Well, they don't... They yeah. don't give scholarships. It's all financial aid. So okay. I did get aid, and um, you know, but hockey certainly, you know, it it, it adds to the diversity that yeah, I have. When you, when you think, when you, when you think, when you, for some reason, you when you go. think Harvard, you don't think hockey. Oh yeah, it's a it's a national power. Yeah, football. Mm. You got Matt. Well, Matt does Harvard have a hockey they're, team? They're, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, let me see. Let me see. They're. There was a time in 1989 at St. Paul Civic Center that Gopher fans, I think, uh, <laughs> still remember. Yeah, let it go. You gotta let it go. I live in Minnesota. I'll let it go. I'll just let it go. <laughs> no, we want to hear it. Now, did you ever play <laughs> on a, a charity team or with the charity or against a charity team called um, Team Media? It's a local team for it's. A, it was run by Let's Play Hockey magazine. Uh, I have not. No. Oh, okay. Wasn't Jesse Ventura on that team? <laughs> Jesse played a game or two. I was on that team for a while. So you I was were. Just I just trying, trying to remember if I or cross it or pass it ever crossed or not. Here is uh, the reason right. that I remember that because I was doing the commentating with uh, Jeff uh, with Jeff Passel. Is that where I met you first in person, JB? No, you met me via Mark uh, Rosen. Oh, that's Go right. For that's Go for basketball. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the announcer booth at this charity tournament, and Jesse Ventura is skating around, warming up. And he comes over and he goes, hey, Bernard, did you notice my jersey number? <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, I saw this. number." impression. Number 100. And he goes, you know why it's number 100? <laughs> because I'm one better than Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Okay, Jesse, you're a lot well, better Tom, than Tom, Tom, I don't know if you know this, but I actually wore number zero in the National <laughs> One of two people. Yeah, and so Tom knows all. I always said that I said that I wore number zero because I said talent-wise I'm as far away as you can get from number ninety-nine. <laughs> <laughs> so That's phenomenal. Jesse and I are on Jesse and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum. What, what position? In more ways than one. What position did you play? <laughs> What's that? What position did you did you play? I was a defenseman. Okay. I was a defender, so. He was a thug. And, uh, <laughs> it's a hard yeah. job. That's a hard job. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you do what you do, and you, you know, as well, I said, there have been many years I've been fooling them, and I, I them for a while, and <laughs> I was able to play. Were you, yeah, an we were, off- were you an offensive defenseman or a defensive defenseman? I was a defensive defenseman. I I. 
carried a big piece of lumber in my hand, and I swung it at anybody that came close. <laughs> That's real nice, well, Neil. That you're when really hockey nice. was hockey, <laughs> you were you were a goalie's you were a goalie's friend. So so you so. were so you were like yeah. Dave, you were like Dave Schultz. Remember Dave Schultz? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Broad well, Street bully. Yep. Dave was. Yep. Absolutely. So actually, okay. my brother my brother fought him years ago. Really? So I I'm friends with Bernie Perrant. Bernie Perrant and, and his son, I became friends with Bernie Perrant Jr., and then I got to meet, okay. became friends with Bernie. He's a great guy. All those guys are so humble now and so glad that they got to play in the NFL, NHL when they did. Because it was you know, that they weren't even wearing helmets back then. No, absolutely. <laughs> Gump Worsley didn't wear a mask <laughs> I mean, when I started watching. It was crazy. I mean, that was you know that was real hockey back then. They're, they're real humble people, and they, they talk nothing great about the, the league. Yeah, nothing but great. Yeah, and they, and they were able to win the Stanley Cup, which was, which twice. was great. Twice. Yeah, two years in a row. Yep, they won it twice. Bobby sure. Clark Bobby Clark, and, and Bernie Perrant. I love Bobby Clark. He's still, the, he's still the, on the Flyers. He's phenomenal. He's still a team, team it is uh, manager. Phenomenal. You know, I tell you, honest to God, Neil, uh, over the years I've known many, many professional hockey players, you know, some, some of the Gophers and UMD people and all that, but only one professional hockey player I ever met that I didn't like. I got along with the rest of them, but there was there was one guy I don't know what his problem was. But you know the great guys you're talking about, like Bobby Smith, uh, was a phenomenal guy. Louis Nanny's yeah. passable, you know, Louis. No, but uh, you know, all these different people, and I got to know a lot of them. But NHL players in general. Uh, were really good guys, and, and actually hockey came up this morning because Jeff Passelt, as you know, still holds the most penalty minutes of any St. Cloud Husky that ever played hockey, <laughs> which is true, by the way. I'm not making that up. I hear he's known to still hold the stick on occasion. <laughs> exactly. Well, he must he must have been part of the brawl then that uh, they had with River Falls when Herb Brooks took over as coach. Herbie, God. I think Dave Schultz still holds the record for NHL history. Most penalties. I wouldn't doubt that. That would make total sense. <laughs> most suspensions. But past, you know, this this whole situation, I don't know if you know about this, Neil, but uh, Kevin Durant was fined by the NBA for dropping the F-bomb in the face, and he almost, he nearly attacked a fan in the stands. And we were talking quite a bit about the NBA is really out of control right now with all the anger and screaming and hating one another and all the rest of it. Uh, and past made a point that if somebody did what, and I like Kevin Durant. I've talked to him a couple of times. He's a very nice guy. And, I, you know, I, I wouldn't like it if somebody, maybe somebody said something about his family because I wouldn't care for that myself. Oh, yeah, he's a mama's boy. Yeah, he is a mama's boy, which is a good thing. Yeah, I'm a mama's boy too. But, um, but Pass said that if that happened on a hockey team, his own teammates would have beat the piss out of him. <laughs> he said hockey doesn't put up with that kind of thing. Is that true? Uh, you know, I... <clears throat> He would certainly hear about you know you'd hear hear about it from teammates and, and I'm sure probably coaches or managers too. It's you know that yes, there's a certain way to conduct yourself and and um <clears throat> you know you know I always think you know, I had a coach Bob Johnson who was a Minnesota guy mm-hmm. and uh you know he, but he always told me he said he said she come here he says you're just like an actor in a Broadway play. I said how's that coach? He says you know what happens when actors can't act? I said. What happens? He goes, we bring in new actors. Now get out there and entertain those people. <laughs> <laughs> well, then no pressure at all. <laughs> and, and, and hockey so, hockey has a lot of people involved there from Canada and from the north. And they're kind yeah. of a different breed of people, yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. They're, that they're true. very humble, yeah. different 
But that's that's uh, yeah. that's starting to turn because when Gretzky got trained at Tel Lay, they can now trace back how many kids who were born in California and Arizona and oh yeah, I suppose. in Florida and yeah. other places in the country started gravitating towards hockey. Yeah, it's it is, it's changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's no when I was a kid, it was like all Canadians pretty much, and yeah, a couple of people yeah. from northern Minnesota, and a couple of people from Boston. Sweet and Lou from the Sioux. It's all true. Yeah, he's known. Gretzky's trade down late changed the face of hockey in the United States for yep, sure. It did, that, no doubt. That was the, probably the biggest, the biggest thing that has affected uh, the growth of hockey in the United States. How come a hockey's still way below the bar in pay, though, compared to the NBA and the NHL? I mean, NFL. NFL and NBA pay so much more than hockey. But the, you know, because the masses of people grow up with basketball, they don't grow up with hockey. Yeah, true. So more people, if you you follow things that you know more about, and there are a lot of people who really don't know a lot about the game of hockey. It's growing, but it's still nowhere near what basketball is yeah, or see, baseball is. It's funny because I grew up in Philadelphia, and we grew up in hockey. Yeah, I mean, oh, we in just Philadelphia, did. absolutely. It was, it, it was hockey. And Philadelphia, is a big, Philadelphia is a big market for hockey. Yeah, so, it is. But, it's, uh, but, but if you think of uh, basketball and football, you, they have, you know, the vast majority of our country, uh, you know, they just don't grow up with hockey. They have bigger revenue streams and pools to, to you know, divvy out of, too. I mean, the NHL. Yeah, they do, right? NHL's TV contract is not the greatest thing in the world. I mean, it's passable, yeah. but it's nowhere near the, the, of course the NFL, yeah, NFL or the NHL or yeah. Major League Baseball. It's all true. Neil, I just wanted to make but, sure... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say the, yeah, the game's grown, though, so much with with teams, you know, in the Southwest and you know, in Phoenix and you know, two in Southern, Cal- in Southern California, one in Northern California. So the game's grown tremendously and uh, uh, it, you know, more and more people are watching, but it's going to take a while before it ever catches up to the other sports. You do realize I have a new argument against anybody who tries to deride America and talk America down. I will say to them, America is the greatest country in the world. Neil Sheehy got into Harvard. <laughs> That's going to be my new argument, Neil. It's it, it's a good one. Herb Brooks always said to me. Herb Brooks always used to say to me, Sheehy, there's only one reason why you got into Harvard. I said, what's that, Herb? He goes, diversity. <laughs> I needed more Irishmen. Diversity. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Neil, I, I did want that, was to reach, that was a good point. I want to reach out with somebody from Nutramost, uh, and I, I, we, we were talking hockey, and it, we're, your name came up, and I thought, you know what? Let's call Neil, and, and thank you for the quick, quick response because the idea just popped up, and you, you responded well. But please pass along to Dan and everybody at Nutramost. They're tremendous people, and thank you. Not only for the weight loss part of it, but for the uh, the support of the morning show and this show. And you, I am grateful for it, and I wanted you to know that. So please pass it along to everyone else, if you would. Thank you, Tom. You're Appreciate a good man. It. You've been great for us. Thank you, Neil. Thank great. you. Bye. Bye. He, honestly, God, that she, he family, nicest. Yeah, nice man. God, they're nice people. Yeah. Well, they're hockey guys. Hockey, hockey guys in general agree, are good man. guys. I agree. Except for Brett Hall. <laughs> I was wondering when the name would be said. Yeah, God, what a jerk. No, Mike Madano. 
Madonna was always nice to me, but he, I know, he he does have an ego. He's There's a no doubt about it. prick. <laughs> <laughs> he was when he was with the North Stars. Can you that's tell us what said. you really think? Well, he, he refused to sign my kid's autograph. Oh, see, that's not see. My, my kid was like six, seven years old, yeah, he and he's standing there with a little that. hockey stick, and as long as you had boobs spilling out of your shirt, he'd stop and talk with you and sign your autographs. And he mm. literally, literally looked down at my son and then shook his head and walked past him, and I called him out in oh, front of the public, man. and I was like, yeah, I said, remember who pays that. your bill, jerk? And he called him back, so he walked back sheepishly, grabs the, the Good. stick, signed it, and walked off. But I was like, yeah, there's a lot of those. There's one of those on every team. Yeah. Like this one. Yeah. Let's see. Who we get? <laughs> one on every team. I think team. you should point to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you notice I kind of never got that far around left uh, or right. You had three pointing back at you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you can't find the one at the table, it's probably you. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy yeah, Thanksgiving. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to everybody here and everybody out there. Absolutely. Speaking of gratitude, thank you so much to all the great listeners of this show. You people are really uh, amazing, amazing people. Thank you very much. Have a great Thanksgiving. And now JB's down there messing with Doug Sprinthal's mask. Happy Thanksgiving, Doug Sprinthal. Yeah. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Have a great day, bye.